LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 225. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And goddamn, this hard root beer is tasty. Oh, jeez. Why do you like it? It's good. But I have to, like, you know, ration it so I have another... So I have some more tomorrow, you know, for the other podcast, you know. Because, yeah, that's going to be a bit of a tearjerker. Oh, everybody's crying. I'll be over here in the corner drinking. I thought you might need some harder stuff. Why would we be crying? Because it was a tearjerker of an episode. Yeah, that doesn't mean we're going to cry on the show. Ain't going to stop, y'all. <laughs> well, I'm not crying on the show. <sighs> Some help you are. Sorry. No, no, I'm not. What am I going to do with you, Mako-chan? You know the answer to that. But that's legal. Nothing. But that's legal in all fi- in all fifty states except for Alaska. Ain't no one got money for that. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are live tonight, week of July twenty first, two thousand fifteen, here on the VOD Network. We're here Tuesday nights at nine thirty p.m. Eastern. We're replays Tuesdays at two p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. There is a default IRC link. If you click on that, your default chat client will pop up and bring you right into the chat room. And don't forget to swing by the VOG Network uh, forums where every week we post a synopsis review of all of our episodes. So we want to hear from you. The forums are kind of quiet. Check-ins are live, so come on in, earn some awesome uh, VOG points. Let's see. Now that we got that out the way, um, let's kick things off with how was your week, how was your day? Ari, go for it. <clears throat> well, there was that street festival or whatever we were all at this past weekend. Yeah, if you want to call that a street festival. It was supposed yeah, to be an I ice was... cream fest, but... uh. Yeah, I, I was, was so disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, their website hadn't updated their info from last year, so. Seriously, that, that street fest needed more booze, non-booze, and ice cream. I think I saw they only one vendor booze. where there, there was actually a place to buy alcohol. Shit, and I walked past it at least twice, probably. Yep. Yeah. Oh well. It probably would have been overpriced anyway. Yeah. It was only a block and a half. How many freaking booze vendor vendors do you want? One. I want a booze vendor at least every ten feet. This <laughs> isn't a convention. Nor, you mean this isn't Denver Comic Con? Well, that too. <laughs> You're lucky you got one. True. Hey. Sorry, Ari. Oh yeah, um, I remember we uh, hung out, you know, elsewhere uh, afterward, and I had to uh, 
go home for some rather personal uh, issues. Mm-hmm. We hear you. Shit happens to all of us. Yeah, but I, bottom yeah, line, I wouldn't even worry about it. Like I was asked for a, a favor, but turns out I didn't need it. But the whole time I was, it was phrased in the most obnoxious, you know, condescending fashion you could imagine, and it made me feel like complete shit. Eh, family does that shit. But then Sun Sunday, I, I ended up cooking bacon wrapped mozzarella sticks for our battleground watching uh, fair. That's and, good. uh, huh? That's good. They turned out to be a really big hit. The only problem is Battleground completely sucked. Hmm. Yeah, so that's how shit went for me. Not very interesting. Hmm. Mako chan, how was your week? How was your day? Meh. You don't oh, say, God, sweetie Belle. I am so freaking happy to be home. You have no idea. Because home is where the heart is. No, this week dog sitting has been horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's 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 been interesting. Uh, taking care of the dogs with them getting up in the middle of the night barking, and. Like last night and the night before that, every 30 minutes getting up and barking. Yeah. So, yeah, then uh, this weekend, the Street Fest on Saturday, which again, so disappointed. And seeing Minions on Sunday, that was awesome. That was cool. I very much enjoyed Minions. And basically work. Work sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, they are probably within the next week going to be firing the two new girls. They suck that badly? Um, well, one of them is an older woman, and she's just not getting it. It's not clicking with her. The other one started out really, really strong, and she was given more hours. And then she decided that she didn't want that many hours. She only wanted 20 hours. She was only looking for part-time. And they still kept giving her more hours. Mm. So I think what she's doing now is purposely screwing up so that they give her less hours, not realizing that you can't screw up when you're trying to get ready for Halloween. So, yeah, I, I give her about another week. There must be killing that, morale in, in your place. Um, well, there are three of them that are that are killing morale. The other one is... will probably be sticking around for a little while, but she's... Uh, the rose-tinted glasses are coming off, and she's seeing the store and the business for what it really is, and I don't think she'll be staying long. Which we're all happy about. But yeah, so the last two days I have been playing with the packed away Halloween stuff from last year. Except that it was packed away on a trailer that leaks. 
So uh, everything that was pulled off the trailer smells like mildew uh, or is moldy. I know that so feeling. So you need to get rid of it. But they're not. They're putting it out on the floor. Well, shit, if they're not going to care about it, why should you? Oh, it's not that. It's just that um, I am sort of allergic to mold. As in, I start breaking out and I get really, really sneezy and all of that good stuff. So, working today was fun. I imagine the heat didn't help things either. Not really, no, because some of the stuff is still in the back room and it's hot as hell in the back room. But yeah, so if I had the ability to go to work late tomorrow, I would be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get into my weekend day, the way you describe yours, I only have one thing to say about this, and this would definitely apply to most days for any of us. Let's see if it'll work. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No. <laughs> fuck this shit, I'm out. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah, the only the the only problem is I'm thinking of the meme where the guy throws all the shit and says fuck this shit and then starts picking it all up and goes lol I'll be here tomorrow. No, no, the only one says hang on, it's only Thursday. I still need this. Yeah. I have not seen that. You, you got to link me to that shit. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm dealing with right now cuz I've got no nope freaking choice but to go back to work tomorrow. And I'm just biding my time. That's all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. What, do you've got a week left before you can, uh, say screw the, you? Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't really help because the guy who trained me, he's been coming in late because his mother is sick, so he's been saying that I may have to do overtime for him. Yeah. I'm like, sure, no problem. I really am a dick, aren't I? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, but that's why we hang out with you. Of course. My weekend day has been pretty much working, getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning and getting to work. The plus side, I'm out by 3, but it still feels like I've lost so much shit throughout the day, so... Other than that, I've been working with... um, with Lisa with International Sailor Moon Day. Got some... I took care of some emails and information, so that's that's done. Um, let's see what else is going on. Went ahead and ordered a new microwave cart because the one that I had almost fell on me twice. I'm like, yeah, I, if this thing falls, the microwave is going to fall. I don't have money to replace the microwave. And besides, this is a damn good microwave, so I went out and got a replacement cart that I may have to... I probably will assemble either tonight, tomorrow, or... All else fails Thursday. Um, I got uh, my Sailor Moon R box set in, along with collector with the collector's edition coin. Now, l- l- let me tell you, 
the coin. Everyone, when they first, when Viz started putting out the coins with the with the Sailor Moon box sets, everybody started freaking out that the coins are going to be different with with, deep, with um with the releases. But they are the same, more or less. Now, when I got the R one, I thought it's going to be different. The only thing, the only two things that's different about the coin is that it has the new Sailor Moon R logo on the back, on the front, and on the back. It has Usagi's uh, new brooch, and the etching on it is more streamlined. It looks better than the one from the previous one. It's like they cut, they made the um, the grooves a little bit too deep, me too wide. Let's see. And I did go to the uh, street fair that they aptly call Summer in the Street. Yeah, it was summer, all right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was. Icky. Yeah. But on the plus side, I did get um a waffle ice cream sandwich and some kettle corn, which is pretty damn good. Oh, yeah, the kettle corn. I had the really good corn. It was tasty. Yes, it was. I'm still working on mine. And we also went on a mini uh, wild goose chase for Not Your Father's Root Beer. Couldn't find it. But I ended up finding um, Coley Island Brewing Company's Hard Root Beer. Which is from the people that do Sam Adams, or they own, or or Sam Adams own them, or something like that, or distributes them, or whatever. But whatever it is, this shit is pretty damn good. I'm hoping that with the whole love now of this alcoholic root beer that's out, Mm -hmm. that they take other soda flavors and make them alcoholic. Cheer wine. Oh yeah. That would be that would be nice. But I'm talking about like the the older flavors, like black cherry. Yeah. I would love an alcoholic black cherry beer that tastes like black cherry. Because the only reason why I did not actually steal one of yours was because I don't like root beer either. (laughs) Yay, more for me! But considering it tasted exactly like root beer, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, on the initial taste... You, there is that 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 alcoholic kick, but it's chill. Um, also, Minions was a fun movie. I really enjoyed that. Um, that's is that basically it? it? Pretty much. Oh, and I am still toiling away at Anime Next photos. I am now working on the masquerade photos. I hope to have those done um, Thursday. And if I'm not, if I don't have any plans on Friday, I hope to have the Sunday photos done. And next week, they'll all be going up in waves. Then I can celebrate for like ten minutes, for like ten seconds, and then realize I have other photos to work on. Yeah, you're pretty far behind. Yeah, this is what happens when you get a new camera and you start taking more pictures. Remember, I used to do anywhere between six to seven hundred photos, then just divide them up by days and events and post them. Then I discovered Lightroom. I would adjust the brightness and send them up. Now that I'm working in RAW, I have to do a little bit more work to them. But thankfully, through uh, Ron Ladell, I've been able to do some shortcuts and some tricks to kind of speed the process along. Thank God for that. Alright, I, I think that's pretty much um, 
our weeks and days. And we check the chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Sarah Ackerman wants some of the hard root beer. Well, if you can get here before I finish the last one, you can have it. And she wants she wants that mixed with vanilla ice cream. That could work. An alcoholic root beer float. Sounds tasty. I think a friend of mine had that. <sighs> All right, um, we got so, we got a lot of stuff to cover and some and some really awesome news to talk about and other cool stuff. So, okay, we're gonna go ahead and kick things off. And Mako Chan, I think you're gonna like one of the tracks is playing during the break. Oh God, <laughs> it's 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 a song from one of, from one of your favorite animes. So it's something I'm actually not. I'm actually gonna like, and not something that you're going. Ha ha ha! You're gonna like this one. Correct. Remember the ha 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 stuff I say for the pre-show. Not always. Mostly. Not always. Mostly. Mm-hmm. We'll be back.
Okay. Before we go ahead and start up the show, um, a couple of quick announcements. Um, Anime Jam Session is one of the sponsors for International Sailor Moon Day here in New York City. Uh, join me, Dijon Rest. Hi, how you doing? Uh, for this event, August 15th, 2015. Um, let me put... And what's going to happen is that I will be helping to run the karaoke contest, the cosplay contest, audio video streams, and much more. So if you see me behind the consoles typing mercilessly, getting shit done, uh, just leave a beverage right by the laptop. That would be great. Preferably alcoholic. Uh, for something like this, non-alcoholic. I gotta be on my A game for the for for from like twelve until five thirty. After that, booze all you so, want. So coffee probably. Yeah, coffee would work. This will this will be at Grace and St. Paul's Church, uh, one twenty three West seventy first Street in New York City. Uh, pre-registration tickets are sold out, but we are selling tickets at the door for 15 bucks a pop. So come down, grab a ticket, party up with your favorite Sailor Moon cosplayers, party it up with some friends, enjoy trivia, talk to some cool people, have a good time. And if you can't make it, um, if you head over to International Sailor Moon Day on Facebook, uh, it's one of the groups. There are links to other local ISMD events going on across the country and including the world. And the second thing I want to uh, pick up, uh, talk about is an important email that we got uh, recently. As I've always said, if you have any questions about the show, thoughts or whatever, you can drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. And it's not often we do get email, and but when we do, we read it and we're like, this is pretty cool. But it's not often that what we do here on the show does impact somebody else's life in a way where we kind of help. We did more. We did more good than harm, pretty much. So, which almost never happens. Exactly. <sighs> but you know, so I'm going to read off this email real quick. This is from a listener of the show. So, and I'm and I'm be perfectly honest. I am completely and totally touched by this, and I am leaving the the person who wrote this anonymous because I feel it's better that way. To everyone at Anime Jam Session, before I begin, let me apologize. This may be long and rambly. I would also understand if you choose not to read this on the show or keep it to yourselves. We've already said we're going to read this off. So, with that being said, I want to thank y'all. Because without you, my daughter and I would not have had the opportunity to connect on a completely different level. And you helped me at a very difficult time as part of the bargain. It's going to sound silly, but some time back, you reported about uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I figured it would be time for me to do a rewatch, but that's never an easy consideration. Suffice to say that my wife and I, when we were teenagers, before we met, we went through some uh, rough patch. We had our downward spirals, we got our battle scars. Meeting each other, helping each other, that made a difference. Evangelion came along later, and the first time, though, it resonated. We were right there on the screen, warts and all. I had a reason to be a Shinji Asuka shipper, and I stand by the interpretation. Yeah, I'm Shinji Asuka as well. I mean, if you are Shinji Rei, uh, I think you need professional help. But that's besides the point. Other rewatches in the past were, ne- were neatly balanced by time, distance, and the ability to focus instead on variants such as Angelic Days and Shinji Ikari Raising Project. It's been a while since I have rewatched the original. 
but in the past couple years, a lot has, a lot of the past has come back to visit. We've learned ways to support each other and cope. We're not teenagers anymore, but we're also not at our best. And when you realize that your daughter is not only getting very observant, but also showing the first signs of both of our issues, well, sooner or later, someone has to say something. Can you imagine Asuka having that conversation with her daughter? Neither can I. And I've had been struggling with how to address it. I've learned to overcome my avoidance tendencies with metaphor. So I invited my daughter, who loves all things anime, to join me on the rewatch. And when the time was right, we could talk about things in a common language. It started out well, and she caught on fast. She talked about how Dad could be such a Shinji and Mom is totally Asuka. I didn't even have to suggest it. But when things got darker and the onion started peeling back, she was okay with how it was dead on. She would point out the constant day-to-day examples of it. But finally, we were prepping to watch the end of the series. The material that I really wanted her to understand, I was struggling over how to approach the conversation. We finished the show, and by which I mean end of Evangelion for clarity. Wow. That's, that's, motive, that's dedication right there. And then we sat back to discuss, theorize, and so forth. It was predictably a bit awkward when she realized that if all those things were so similar, then what about the rest of Asuka's descent or Shinji's issues? There had to be a balance between covering the basics and laying the foundation for when she would notice things in real life. I think I did okay. Perhaps most importantly, she made one point of her own. How similar she is to her mother a lot of the time. Cue the layers of realization dawning. Exactly, kid. This is why we're having this conversation. Because you'll learn the details eventually. But for now, you'll understand that if things get bad, you can always fight your way back. And we'll have a way to talk about it. And because I'm clearly dramatic and cope through a metaphor, we close the conversation with a presentation of a gift. Her own Ava O2 headset to go with the headset her parents have tucked away. So Adam, Mako, Ari, and everybody else. Next time we run to each other at a con, and you see my daughter running around with her mother's clips in her hair. Thank you. I'm really touched by that. Yeah. It's really nice. I've always said that, you know, I couldn't do this without y'all. And that as we do this, we're going to help people in more ways than we expect. I mean... The most I would have expected we'd help out people is that people were, were awesome that they liked listening to us or they really liked the photos that we took or some of the articles that we wrote. But hearing an email pretty much saying that something we talked about was able to kind of bring a family together to understand what's going on and how to handle the situation and ride it out. You know, that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Ackerman says, so sweet. I'm glad that she and her dad got this connection. Wish my dad was like this. He doesn't understand my love of anime. I'll tell you this. My mother fully supported my love of anime and cosplay and fandom. So she was like my number one fan. So My parents are the exact opposite. Mm. And my mom is still very supportive of me. If you are on my personal Facebook, you've probably seen pictures of her helping me with certain items like wigs. Where basically she just puts the wig on and I take pictures because it's funny. Now you got to get her into cosplay. I'm actually, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. If I can find something local and actually get her to go, 
I will have to figure out something. Well, you could dress up as one of the Beatles, because a friend of mine did that. Her and her friends did the Beatles at Kineticon, and everybody lost their shit over it. Like the Beatles or of the, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Sergeant Heart Pepper's Club. Lonely Hearts Club. Oh, cool. Hang well, on a second. I, I, my mother's already technically um, gone to a Halloween party as one of the Beatles. So it's she's already done that. <laughs> it's a start. Yeah. I, I don't think that's what I would want to cosplay with her as, though. <laughs> I have no desire to be uh, a British male. <laughs> yeah, because you, you certainly don't have the teeth to be British. Hey-yo! Har, 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 har. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get, let's get down to the swing of things with the news. Uh, who wants to take the first sad article? I guess I will. All right. Sorry about that. It's okay. So, Robert W. Gibson, who wrote Eternity's Comics, Captain Harlock comic book series, and alongside I illustrators... Are you interrupting me? Sorry, I was saying I remember that. That's all. Sorry. <laughs> alongside illustrators Ben Dunn and Tim Eldred passed away on May 5th. He was 55. He was born in Germany uh, and also lived in Okinawa. And he started writing. He wrote 17 issues of the Captain Harlock comic. Uh, he also worked with Eldridge and Dunn on the pirate. Uh, pirate. <laughs> Sorry. It got stuck. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, he also worked on the Pirate Queen Emeralds. Uh, posted cover, blah, 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 blah. He also wrote several issues for Eternity's Robotech, Return, and Macross comic book series, as well as Academy Comics, Robotech Civil War stories, Robotech Academy Blues, and Robotech Breaking Point. Uh, he was a core member of the CFO San Antonio Club, that had a large influence on the United States anime community in the 1980s. Wow. And can I just say, there are a lot of um, geeks in the age range of uh, 40 to 50 that have died in the last week. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 2015, we got words for you. <laughs> and we thought last year was bad. I remember cursing up a storm last year with all the deaths. I'm just... And that was, you know, that was beloved actors and shit like mm -hmm. that. Now here's, you know, fandom people. It sucks. I I'm just being chill about that, you know. I'm just trying not to lose my shit best I possibly can. You've still got six months left. Yeah, I know. I know. By I December, know. you'll be bitching and moaning like everybody else. Probably. If I hear a thing about Megumi Hayashibara or Rumiko Takahashi, oh, you know! You You're know. gonna go on a rampage. <gasps> uh. 
Moving on. Uh, I guess I can take the next one. Go for it. Manga translator and creator Anastasia Moreno passed away on Saturday night after fighting cancer. Moreno was a translator for Seven Seas Entertainment, where she translated manga such as Girlfriends, Strawberry Panic, Kisses, Size, and Cherry Blossom Pink, <clears throat> Girls und Panzer, and Zero's Familiar. Seven Seas issued her statement on Monday. Before becoming a manga translator, she was a member of the United States Marine Corps. She, she worked as a technical translator. She also wrote her own comic, <clears throat> her own webcomic, Marine, Marine Corps Yumi, in both Japanese and English, with artist Take, Takeshi Nogami, who did Girls Will Panzer. And Nogami will continue the series. Oorah! That's all I have to say. And I may have to check this out, because she was a Marine, so that's my people's. People are dropping like flies. I think we're kind of done with the sad news because we have some good news. Okay. Provided this thing will play. There we go. Looks like um, with every year, pretty much, we get a new Gundam series. We have a new Gundam series. Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. The, the official Gundam website began streaming an English subtitle version of the announcement of the new Gundam series called Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, better known as Kido Senshi Gundam Taketsu no Orphans. The show is set 300 years after the great conflict between Earth and Mars known as the Calamity War. A woman named Cordelia sets on a journey to Earth to speak for the independence of the Martian city of Shuris, which is under the control of the Earth government. Escorting her is a private security company, Tree Scar Security, of which the protagonists Mikazuki August and Orgitska are members. When a group named Jalhorn attacks CGS and Cordelia, Orgus seizes a chance to rebel against the CGS and launch a coup. Mikazuki and Org are thrust into a new conflict. To defend off Jalhorn, Mikazuki rides the Gundam Barbados, an old mobile suit powered by a nuclear reactor from the Calamity War. Looks interesting. So I'm guessing these new suits are like, have fusion reactors in them? Probably. And the new style of the Gundams, they look more... They look... They're, they're less bulky. More stream. Streamlined, you know? They look like they'd be more agile. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a combination of a Gundam and an Eva. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Looks like that Gundam is going... Looks like that Gundam went to Planet Fitness. <laughs> Do you hey, even lift, hey, bro? Hey, hero, it's like day. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I do have to question why this one, like, green-looking Zaku kind, I guess because it only has, like, one big eye in the middle, why it looks like it has high heels. Mm. You see that, too, yeah. right? Whoa... Well, look at the main Gundam. It's sort of the same way in a in a way, but the the spacing yeah, is not they, as high. Yeah, but at least it looks like the feet, like the parts of the foot, will uh, come back and look like an actual foot. Mm, true. Zaku looks like it has heels built in, like high heels built into its suit. I do like the new CGS uniforms. That might be something on on my cosplay list. So, okay, Sunrise will be um, ha handling the show and and the scripts. It looks interesting. 
Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blood Orphans will premiere August 4th on 28 channels in Japan and will also be streamed online. No information currently as for a U.S. release. It wouldn't surprise me if it's on Nico Nico Duga for streaming or some company here picked up the, uh, the Gundam rights. I think it was Right Stuff or one of them. We might be seeing it that way. Who knows? We have a couple of months before we get any more information, so stay tuned. Can I just say I'm disappointed that there is that there looks to be no female pilot. Yeah, I noticed that too. Uh, Unless maybe. this uh, main character is just really effeminate and that jacket is covering up most of her her physique. Yeah, well, I doubt it. Well, the main woman is Cordelia, so... Maybe that's who they were talking about. Maybe she'll be in there somewhere, you know? Cordelia is... W- would take the place of somebody like Rolina. Hmm. Oh, no, no, it don't say that. Pro- don't has to be protected. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't you dare say that. There's nobody that's like Rolina. Remember, everybody hates Rolina. Everybody does hate Rolina. God. But I'm just, I'm just saying that at least with most of the Gundams, it's always been males in the suit and they have to protect a female. Mm. I would like to see some uh, Voltron brought into this bitch. I can get with that. Alright. Okay, um, Ari had to step off for a second, so... Mako, can you take the uh, next story? Um, I guess so. Mm-hmm. And is, co- this, hmm? is this comparing convention goers to cockroaches? Kinda, sorta. Ew. I, I didn't write this. Yeah, I know. Hmm. So, but the before, article is... What? Before you uh, continue, a uh, quick question for you from Kelly the Mighty in our chat room at live.bugnetwork.com. She wants to know, didn't Relina pilot Heroes Gundam at one time? I don't think she did. I don't remember her piloting Zero. But as Ranger Serena said, she did teach bitches what a true hardcore stalker is. Yeah, I know, um... Oh, God, what the hell is her name? What was it, Dorothy? Yeah, the uh, duo's chick, right? Yeah. I think... I, I know she piloted Mecha. She didn't pilot the Gundams, though. Um, you... The only one that was supposed to be piloted by a female... Uh, at least in episode zero of the manga, was um, Wu Fei's Gundam. It was actually for his wife. Mm. And then... Or his wife was being trained to do it because he didn't want to or some... it, It ended up being some crap like that. So I know that he ended up piloting it um, basically because he had no other choice but yeah, Hildy was. There are staggeringly few female Gundam pilots out there. Well, technically, there are only five Gundam. Well, six Gundam. Everything else is just a Mecha. Mm. Yeah, Hildy was Duo's bitch. Um, Dorothy was the one with the eyebrows. Okay. 
she was the one that was completely obsessed with Relina, and she piloted, um, she piloted Mecca. But yeah, I think the only one that was actually intended for a woman, or that a woman even remotely was allowed to, was going to be um, uh, O five. As Byron D Zero says in our chat room at live.bugnetwork.com, Hildy was the pilot, not Dorothy. Dorothy was a crazy bitch. Well, yeah, but Dorothy was a crazy bitch, and she did pilot Mecca. Okay. Um, Hildy was an Oz agent that turned after she met Duo. Uh, Sally was Wu Fei's bitch, and Noin also piloted. Un piloted, um, but none of them. I uh, none of them ever got into an actual Gundam. Gundam, just regular Mecha. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this article. Uh, it's titled "Hall H of Horrors: What Is Comic Con Doing About the Worst Line in Fandom?" Let me let me tell you something. If there's a panel I really want to go to. And I gotta stand out there for hours and like sleep somewhere just to get into this panel for an hour. Somebody come whoop my ass. Take me and whoop my ass, okay? Because I'm not doing it. Even if it's a panel to meet the cast of NCIS or Halt and Catch Fire, I ain't doing it. <laughs> but if it was Rumi and Takahashi? God damn it, Ari! <laughs> then again, I did say that if they got Megumi Hayashibara to come, I'd sit on that waiting line for half the damn convention to go, just to get her autograph. <sighs> Alright. It's out of my system. You're done now? Yes. Alright, so, uh, basically, this guy was waiting online, had been waiting for 10 hours at the point of the story. Um, talking about how some people had massive sunburn uh, and basically wait, the, the panel they were waiting for was where Zack Snyder and the cast of Batman vs. Superman would be presenting so they were waiting in line to be able to get into this uh, into the hall um, they were expecting high temperatures and were uh, disappointed because the air began to get cold and basically said that nobody was selling food or water in that area. The convention was supposed to issue wristbands so that they could all go home and come back. But two hours after they were supposed to arrive with them, nobody had and that then, all of a sudden, they were infested with cockroaches. Oh, that's just great. Mm. And talking about how last year there were a couple of mice. And the thing is, I'm looking at this, and they're outside. I can understand if they were inside and bitching about nature. And bugs and rodents. But they're outside. If you decide that you want to wait in line for 20 plus hours to get into a panel and 
that 20 plus hours is outside. That's your own damn fault. Yep. I'm sorry, I could be, you know, in the line to watch anything. And I'm not waiting 20 damn hours to see a person or something that is going to be leaked online. As was everything in that panel. Now, let, let me say this. There are people who were saying that it shouldn't have been exclusive because you, if you waited that long, that what, what was shown, that should have been exclusive to you, who, who, people who waited to see it. If you didn't go to the con, you wanted to see it that badly, wait like everybody else when they would release it maybe in a week or two. Just saying, I'm not talking about people who leaked it anyway. I feel if you spent that much money and that time to travel, you should get something special while everybody else gets something not so special. What they should have done was ask people not to uh, record stuff. Because a few people at a couple of panels asked people to put their devices away not to, re- to leak this and they complied. Just saying. Well, the whole thing is most of those people that leaked this stuff are anonymous. Mm-hmm. They're recording from their phone. They could have their phone sitting on their shoulder and nobody's going to realize that their phone is on, you know, something like that. The people in the front are not going to see the people in the back discreetly holding up their phones. True. Which mm-hmm. is why the bat, the uh, Superman versus Batman that got leaked originally was a really, really shitty quality. Mm-hmm. Which is why also um, the, 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 the Suicide Squad. Yeah. That was such bad quality and they were so pissed off at it that the company finally said, you know what, fuck it here. Because you could only see half the screen. Because they weren't even looking into the camera to make sure the entire screen was on there. They were just trying to capture whatever mm-hmm. the hell they could. And then when it leaked, you know, DC went into, you know, massive panic or damage control mode. Control mode, yeah. And Marvel is a Something leaks from Marvel and they're like, Damn you, Hydra! Well, people... The problem... I don't want... This is what it's coming down to. With the way the Marvel movies and Marvel's handling things, people are expecting DC to act just like Marvel. DC is not Marvel. Marvel is not DC. DC is going to do things their way. If you want DC to do things the way Marvel does it, you're not going to like the movie this, this, or that. Everyone has their own way of doing it. So Marvel fanboys, sit down and shut the fuck up. DC fanboys, y'all niggas need to chill. It is not that serious. Done. And as Critical Myth says, I'm glad DC does it differently. Mm. Me too. I will say this, though, at least with the Deadpool thing, they have come out and said, no, we're not going to release anything official because no full official trailer is set. The trailer that they saw at San Diego Comic-Con did not have some of the special effects. It did not have some of the sound, did not have everything completely finished. Mm -hmm. So basically what they saw, they saw an early release. When it's released for, you know, the public, it's going to be fully fleshed out and finished. And they said they don't want to put the official one out until it's done. 
Works for me. Shit. So, I mean, at least they're saying, hey, we get it. This is out there, but we're trying to give you a finished product first. Mm -hmm. They're not saying, no, fuck you guys. You can't have it. Because for realsies, I want it. I know you do. I know you do. Because it's Deadpool. <laughs> as opposed to Minion Pool. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. As much as I like that picture, that's kind of a very, very scary thought. <laughs> After seeing the Minions movie, anything is possible. Mm. So, what do you think they're going to do about these long ass lines for next year? Nothing. They might finally get somebody out there for wristbands. But truthfully, if people are stupid enough to wait in line, conventions can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, smaller conventions will say, look, you can't line up until an hour before. When we went to Denver, and you could start... And people are just going to linger around the place where you line up until then. Well, that's just it. I mean, that's what's going to happen. But at the same time, they're not in line. Like for Denver Comic Con, when we went, um, they had, like some of the other conventions, uh, an, a separate room where the line started so that mm -hmm. they weren't in the halls or anything like that. And you could start lining up an hour beforehand. Mm -hmm. I got there an hour beforehand, and there were already probably a good uh, 30 to 40 people in front of me. Mm -hmm. I Which, not for nothing, I still got in. I remember Otakon last year, like, there was a ma massive line going around the, the that second floor, and there was gophers there, like, standing at one point in the line, like, like barking out and struggling, saying, like, you are not officially in line for the dealer's room. This is not the line for the dealer's room anymore. And people just kept lining up regardless. Like, they don't care. No, most of them don't. That's so true. I can only imagine what the people who got pressed would, uh, if, if they could get in early or not. It, like I said, that all depends on what the con allows. Not all conventions allow press people in front of everybody else, you know. Because to be perfectly honest, I don't see press being able to jump an autograph line or something like that. Unless it's, a, unless it's like a specific emergency or something important or something like that. Like that one time. Because I can just picture walking up with the press pass, and like, like, yeah, they're like, go right in, and I just, and the door closes behind me after the after the uh, chorus of boos and groans and threats. Well, the good thing is, is some conventions actually have a press area in main events, mm -hmm. so that no matter what time you go as press, you can get up into that main area. But other times, for the most part, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Especially at something like, say, a Comic-Con where they're posting things about movies and stuff like that. If you're not in that line, you're screwed. And saying your press isn't going to get you in that line. Because as soon as you say your press, they're going to think that you're going to leak shit. Which, technically, you would. Yep. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase DEAR.
All right, I'm going to take this next one, and Ari, you can take the last one, because that's something that's right up your alley. Okay. The dark side of the Japanese idol industry. Okay. I don't think we've really talked too much about the downside of it, but there is some real fucked up shit. I mean, what could destroy an idol's career in Japan could pretty much skyrocket an American pop star's career here. Like dating. Yes. Hmm. Now, if you want to know, if you're asking what an idol is, an idol is a general term for young entertainers in Japan who are promoted to be particularly cute. Idols are expected to be role models with perfect characteristics. An idol can do many jobs throughout their career, such as an MC, a seiyuu, which is a voice actor, actress, a regular actress, a gravure idol or model for magazines and advertisements. A gravure idol is an idol that does a lot of beach swimsuit wear. Nothing really nude. It kind of can be a little bit er- erogé, erotic, but it's nothing nude, though. Tasteful. Yes. Being an idol does require a lot of effort. They must work their best to gain attention from the staff in order to become recognized and gain more jobs. They must work very hard to gain more fans or handling a relationship with the old fans. An idol can end up being a big name, but the opposite can happen. It's a 50-50 chance like flipping a coin. Famous idol groups such as AKB48, SMAP, uh, PJ48, um, Momoclo, those are just very popular ones. And pretty much, how do the idols make their money not just from singing, but through merch and stuff like that? I mean, I mean, you probably know somebody that has like a limited edition idol like fan or something like that, or poster or stuff like that. If you go to enough anime conventions, like if you hit up like the J Rock booths, you'll see a lot of that stuff. That's pretty much is it. Now. Eventually, I would say to for some, and I know this has happened in the U.S., some stars have hit their breaking point. I mean, who doesn't remember Britney Spears shaving her head off, her hair off? Yeah. <laughs> Can we leave it at shaving her head off, please? No. Please. No. Please. No. Please. No. Please. No. Please. <laughs> no. Please? No, I'm going to choke you if you don't stop. <laughs> and now, given that I'm a little bit older and seeing some of the stressful shit that I've been through, I can understand why she shaved her hair off. I get that. But, as always, idols are expected to maintain like these high standards. Be perfect. You cannot make mistakes. They have to build up the character to being naive, young, innocent, and pure. Because God forbid, you go to a concert and you see your favorite idol singer, and the next thing you know, you read the paper and you see her out and about partying like, like nobody else's business, chugging beers and, sh- and shit. You know, it's like it, it kind of blow your mind. Drunkenly stumbling out of a limo. Yes. Things like being involved in a love affair that gets busted that could kill your career sexual harassment in the workplace and other things. I mean, like we all saw what happened with um with with AKB48 at the handshaking event. Something like that could cause an idol thing like, you know what, screw this, I'm out. So, it's uh, pretty much in the long run. 
when you read the tabloids about the, about stuff that celebrities do that make you go and hang your head in shame, and you see that the media is blowing it up and it gives them more popularity. In Japan, that does the reverse. That can just kill someone's career. So it may occasionally kill someone's career over here, but it's not as common. I don't think. No, not really. All right, Ari, it's all on you, man. Okay then, a British like British rapper JME will trade his album for holographic Charizard cards. Yeah, British album JME put out a all points bulletin on Twitter. He was willing to trade a vinyl edition of his album Integrity with a with a greater than symbol next to it for anyone who had a holographic Charizard Pokemon card in pristine edition laying around the house. I'm guessing that if it's a holographic Charizard in pristine condition, condition, it'll not be laying around the house. True, but you got it'll be some in a people. Sleeve or a little hard protector and safely stored away somewhere. Yeah, but not everybody is that smart, and that's the sad part. Attempts to trade the card's Japanese counterpart were also shot down after after offering holograph cards of not Charizard. He just wasn't having it. And if it was beat up too badly, he didn't want that either. I mean, I wouldn't want it either. He wasn't bluffing, though. At least two car collectors were able to trade in their foil Charizard for a new album. And his civil motivation is he's collecting them for himself. Mm-hmm. So... I guess his mix. I guess his uh, new mixtape is a fire type, huh? <laughs> Check out my mixtape. Oh boy, it's on fire. <laughs> Charizard on vocals. <coughs> I fucking damn it! Really? <laughs> and apparently. Apparently, as an aside, Hillary Duff also collected the cards, but she's ashamed of it now. But I don't think she's be ashamed. Be proud of that shit. In this day and age, it is. I mean, come on. If Hillary Duff was to say she's into Yu-Gi-Oh, come on, that would just give her more street cred with the fans. Until she attempts to cosplay as a dark magician girl. Shut up and take my money. Yeah, it's not like we're talking about Miley Cyrus. That's when you probably run screaming and crying. No, that's when you drink the whole bottle. Well, yeah. And Sarah Ackerman says, I'm a fan of Hilary Duff regardless. Good for you. She's one of those teenage actresses that did not fuck her life up. Yeah... Most of them did. Mm. Mm. Okay, and moving right along, we're going to go ahead and not just open up the Skype line, we're also going to do the open forum topic. Um, if you want to call into the Skype line, you can contact us at Anime Jam Session on Skype. All calls are restricted to two minutes due to time. Um, we want to hear from some of our other fans, so don't be shy. We don't bite. We have the muzzle for Mako-chan. Hmm. <laughs> but I like to bite. 
that's the that's the problem. But but no regards for I, whether or not they like it hard or not. Exactly. I I, I promise I won't rip anybody's ear off this time. Yeah, this time. Eh, I love that little qualifier you put on there. Oh, Jesus. You okay over there? Yeah, it's just that and then the static off the cable that hooks up to the to my mix set. I gotta I have to get a new cable. But um The open forum topic is where we ask all of you, the fans, your opinion on a topic in the anime cosplay fandom. If you don't want us to use your real name, put your put a different name in front of it so we know. And this week's open forum topic is standing in line. Most of us have done it. Wait in line for autographs, panels, events, registration. We've talked a few stories about that. Well, what was as long as you've ever waited online for a con and any fun stories? Okay. Uh, from Sarah Ackerman. Long as she had to wait for is a toss-up between waiting to see uh, Vic at Colossal Con and the registration line at Matsuri Con. At Matsuri Con, she found herself dancing the registration line to Super Driver. I have heard stories of people starting conga lines on re- at registration lines because it was that it was that long or something like that. I've heard stories of other people just just actually bringing chairs. If you've been to Otakon, you understand. As for waiting on for Vic Mignona, she was waiting and a guy was dressed as Quabra and he handed her a Sharpie and and she pretty much let's see, what did she do? He they were screaming for Quabra, he handed out the Sharpie, dude ripped off his shirt and said, Autograph my body, and so she autograph she put her cosplay name on his body, on his arm. Fair enough. Um, we have another Vic story here. Um, are we sensing a theme here? <laughs> Is anyone here not surprised? About Mangina? No. <laughs> kind of a low blow there. Terrible. Yeah, low is alright. Just terrible. Terrible. Nemesis Voice 7 says he met he went and got Vic's autograph at NDK. Line was long, and he was selling one of his albums that he bought. Well, man does sing pretty well. I can't complain about that. Despite the stories he's heard, treated him quite well. Uh, yeah. Then, a couple of years later at NDK, the con hosted a late night talk show-like event that had him as a guest, and he was performing a song that was doing random stuff with, friends, with people, and he spotted Nemesis and gave him a hug and started dancing with him. Fair enough. I think I'll try to get him to do the Dance of Joy from Perfect Strangers. Deadpool. He's here, so... Let's see. He had to deal with the long ticket lines for Megacon. Uh, and Colossal Con wasn't that bad, but to be honest, the ticket lines were at Megacon were horrendous. So long and tiring, they almost passed out, and it was very hot there. But hey, Deadpool can handle it. Seeing all those people in costume wear is amazing. Anyway, Deadpool has to go. Baddies are fried. Chimichangas to eat. Flirting with all the ladies. Just kidding. I have a lady. She's the most amazing thing ever. She is very beautiful. Later, peeps. Aw, he found himself a B. Arthur. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) 
Alright. From Bobby Steele. The longest he've had to wait at a con was this year's AX. I am not surprised. With the fact that they had 90,000 people? Shit. It took him almost four hours to get his badge, and this was on day zero. Some people blew up an air mattress to sleep on. He got there at 8 a.m. and just got his badge before noon. Uh, from Kelly, she says she waited about an hour to pick up passes for a con that she pre-regged for. She wasn't happy until she found out people in the afternoon had to wait about four hours for, for, their, for their tickets. Anime 2013 from Jeff. Six hours on day zero to pick up his badge. Oof. That's, that's smarts. From Michelle. Four hours uh, on one day plus another three hours the next day to get a, ba- get a concert ticket to see Yoko Kano. Wow. And from Serenity41088, uh, the line to meet Vic at Colossal Con, Todd Habercorn from Soul Leader, Little Karibo, and Team Four Star. And she had her significant other get her a signature, uh, Peter Davison from Doctor Who. And Kelly responds with, she baked uh, cookies for him at one time. I think she wins the internet for that one. Come on, she made t- she made cookies for one of the doctors. Now, were they shaped like little tardises? That's what I want to know. Now, as for me, I've done my fair share of waiting in line at Otakon. I think the longs I waited one time was like two hours, but two hours ain't much. But when you're standing out there, shh. When it's hot out in the Inner Harbor humidity. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have a quick story. I did wait about, I say about two hours to meet uh, Inoue Kikuo. Most people know her as Belle Danny from Oh My Goddess. Newer fans know her as Lust from FMA Brotherhood. And also as Princess Celestia in the Japanese dub of My Little Pony. I know her as Kasumi Tendo from Ronma One Half. So, pretty much, I, I was on the line more or less twice. I got bumped around. So, I'm on line waiting. My sister's on line dressed as Bell Dandy. And I'm waiting on the line. She comes back out with this look on her face like she just won the lottery. So, I wanted to know what happened. <clears throat> Excuse me. Long story short, when she went into the room to meet uh, Inoue Kikuo, Inoue got up, screamed Belchon, and wanted to get pictures with her. So for her, waiting that two hours plus was perfect. But here is the interesting part. By the time my sister had gotten there, she was at the part of the line where she would have to wait about four hours, give or take. We have a mutual friend who was in line. And another friend of mine was standing behind her, flirting with her, and so forth. So, my other friend, who's at the, towards the front of the line, says to her, Oh, you can have my spot. And she looks at him, and he goes, 
Oh, I've already met her at Animazement, got her autograph, so you can have my spot. Other friend was just like, dude, you're cock blocking me, man. And Byron D Zero says, I bet I know that Bell cosplayer. Yes, you do, sir. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay, Ari Marco. Any line, long line stories? Uh, hmm. I guess... I think the only major, like, lo real long line I had to wait in was that one time... I think, like, one of the first conventions I went to, it, it was an Otakon, actually. Or a... I think Lark NCL was playing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and the block was, like, winding all the way, all the oh. way around the Inner Harbor. That's about the only one, though. Okay. What about you, Marco? If I'm at a convention, the most that I'm waiting is about an hour. That's it. I... Unless I'm getting something. Mm -hmm. If I get free shit, or it's somebody a little bit more than a singer or something like that, then I will wait a little bit longer. But at a convention, there's so much other crap to do. I waited all day for Kevin Smith. Mm -hmm. But that's all I was waiting for. There was no other people there, no friends, no, you know, no convention happening on. Um, I don't even know how long we ended up waiting when we went for Dennis Leary. Actually, and again, that's all we went for. It it wasn't, you know, a convention or something else that I was going to miss out meeting people. That was just, that was strictly the only thing I was doing. So that's my answer there. I will not wait in line longer than an hour at a convention like that. It's ridiculous. I got you. I think when we went to go see Dennis Leary, I think that was not even an hour. Because it was going pretty quick. Yeah, it, it was pretty quick. I, th I think we were waiting for about an hour, and then the line was moving, and the line was also about another half hour. Mm-hmm. And somewhere on the anim and now one year Anime Boston, people waited up to 12 hours to get their registration because the registration had screwed up and didn't tell she didn't tell her underlings what to do because she was gone because she was sick. So they were like running around with their head with chickens with their heads cut off. And somewhere on the Anime Boston forums, somebody wrote a parody of Still Alive to Still in Line. And one of the lyrics lines is, While you're collecting Social Security, I'll still be in line. Hmm. Anime Boston. <laughs> we do what we want because we can. I might have to go digging through their forums to see if I can find it. And as Byron D Zero says, I will wait all day for Ichiro Oda. You know what? I will wait in line all day for Megumi Hayashibara and Rumiko Takahashi, and I sure as fuck will shank somebody who tries to take my spot. Anywho, now that we got that out of the way, it's time to get to the part of the show that everybody enjoys. The end. Almost. Hey. 
if means by your end, that's pretty damn big, so hey. Har 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 har. <sighs> it's news from Japan. And Mako, I think you, you got you got some interesting ones tonight. I was actually having so much trouble trying to find something that would fit in. So you want to start us off then? Not really, but okay. <laughs> a woman was arrested after drugging her dates with chocolate and robbing them. Mm. So we talked about the dating service that basically there was only one female in the entire dating service and everybody else were fakes. Um, so this one, a man from northeastern Japan joined a dating site and actually got to go out with a real girl and probably thought that it was awesome because she was decades younger than him mm -hmm. and a medical student. Uh, basically, they were just going out and having fun, and it was probably a good time until she decided to drug him right in the restaurant. Uh. So the unnamed man, 52 years old, met 23-year-old Midori Kahama. Uh, after exchanging messages, Kohama, a sixth-year student at... Toku Pharmaceutical University agreed to meet the man for dinner in uh, Sendai's Ioba Ward. Mm -hmm. um, the restaurant that they went to uh, tends to have some pretty extensive menus for alcoholic beverages and small plates of food and things like that. However, they don't have much in the way of dessert. So Kohama was thoughtful, devious enough to prepare a batch of homemade chocolate, which she presented to the man during their meal, and encouraged him to try it right there. Um, and stupidly, he did. <laughs> so as a pharmaceutical student, uh, she did have various uh, ways to know how much of a sleeping med she would have to put into the chocolate. So once the drugs took effect and he passed out, uh, Kohama relieved her date of two ATM credit cards that he had in his wallet. And says the police said that uh, the student also stole $40,000, 40,000 yen from the man. So uh, she admitted to the charges, telling authorities, I wanted money. There's no mistake in the accusation that I took the cards, but I don't remember taking any cash. <laughs> so, yeah, and then it goes on to tell that uh, a 55-year-old went out to dinner with her, and she ended up taking uh, two credit cards and 25,000 yen from him. Um... And then she says that I did it to punish perverted middle-aged men who let their money talk for them even though they're, uh, oh, what was that? Talk for them even though they are that old. I did it to other men too. I wanted their money. So basically she was tired of getting set up with sleazy assholes? 
I decided that robbing them would be the best remedy for this? Um, probably more along the lines of, uh... I, I'm wondering how many of these guys were actually married and just looking for something a little bit younger to play with. <laughs> uh, but that's what it sounds like, because she said that it was all older guys and that they were basically flaunting their money and things like that. So I, I guess, you know, I, I know there's been a couple of different things on various sites. I know there was the one guy who was looking for a female companion you had to send him pictures before you even went out on a date um, and then he would base where he took you on the date on how you looked uh, if you didn't have if you weren't born in you know a certain wealth he would base where he took you on that and you know, th there were some that he just automatically said no to as well. And not because of the way they looked, but more because they didn't have money of their own. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of people on these sites that are very, very, very critical. Well, now. What? I could see somebody getting, you know, glossed over constantly because of certain things. And finally going, you know what, screw it, and completely screwing up with the guys that she's uh, going on these dates with. Stealing from them, doing stupid-ass shit to them. Although, sometimes these guys are stupid as well, because I don't know if I'm going to meet somebody for the very first time and take food from them. Because I'm bitchy enough to you know, be vengeful and put laxatives in chocolate. Mm. Be careful what you eat. Maybe sprinkle in some ghost pepper. I would not even work with, with ghost pepper myself for vengeance. I would be way too afraid that I would get that shit on my skin and touch my eye and kill myself. So, uh, who's taking the next one? I'll take the next one. Okay. Man cuts a 12-year-old girl's hair with scissors. Police are looking for a man who cut off a 12-year-old girl's hair with a pair of scissors as she walked home from school in Tokyo's Chiyoda Ward. According to the police, the incident occurred around 11.30 a.m. on Tuesday as the girl was walking across a narrow road near Yasukuni Shrine, as reported by Fuji TV. The girl told the police she was approached by a man whom she did not know, and he asked her if she had any money. The girl said no and attempted to run away from the man, but he grabbed her by the hair and cut a handful off with a pair of scissors. The assailant is described as being approximately 155 to 166 60 centimeters tall and was wearing a black t-shirt and a silver-rimmed sunglasses. Police say they're analyzing street surveillance camera footage that have stepped up patrols in the area. And as somebody said as a comment, at least it's her hair and not her panties. Yeah, because you want to stuff them in the vending machine, you usually take them solid. They're no good cut up. Dude! <laughs> Sorry. 
now that was kind like, of a chip shot. I know, but now I feel like I need to take a shower. <laughs> also, I like how we they they, they preface it with scissors or not, you know, like a circular saw or whatever. I, I don't know what this asshole's doing. Hmm. What was it gonna do? Like saw it up to a wig shop? I mean, it. You can get everybody. Everybody needs their souvenirs. There's a better way to go about it. It could have been her panties. He said that. Again, better way to go about it. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, better her hair as a souvenir than him trying to remove her panties. <sighs> so I'm just saying it could have been worse. Alright, I guess I'll take the last one then. Yeah. Five students arrested for forcibly piercing classmates' ear with a thumbtack. Ew. Five 16-year-old students of a vocational school in Nagoya have been arrested on assault charges after they forcibly pierced the classmates' ear with a thumbtack. According to police, the incident occurred on the afternoon of May 27th in an unoccupied classroom in the school. Sankei Shinboom reported that four of the boys held the victim down the fifth student... Pierce is likely with a 1.4 centimeter long thumbtack. Police one of the boys had admitted to the charge, while the other four denied the charge, saying that they had the consent of the victim. The victim that they were holding down, who, who was actively resisting, keep in mind. The school released a statement on Wednesday confirming that the act was one of bullying and apologized to the victim. One of the five students quit the school shortly thereafter. Ugh. Of course, the guy, like, now obviously I'm, you know, disturbed by this incident, but, like, the guy with the multiple piercings in his ear is immediately thinking, you know, that's why a lot of places have stopped using, you know, stuff like that in the piercing guns, because it just forcibly pushes the skin aside. When I got my, when I got the one on my right ear, my, the ones on my right ear done, they, was, they had this little needle that, like, cores out a micro-thin you know, calm of the flesh and just pushes it right in, makes it heal a lot better. And a lot more easily. Well, that's why they tell you even for your little kids that you shouldn't be going to the doctor and you shouldn't be going to pierce, uh, to, like, piercing pagoda. You should actually go to a licensed piercer. Yes. Because they'll have his shit set up like a dentist's office, you know, like everything all laid out in a nice little tray that slides up right in front of you. He's got his, he's got his mask on and his plastic gloves, all that good shit. Yeah, I don't even want to know how infected this guy's ear is now. I imagine he pours peroxide on it and there's just a cascade of foam, you know, pouring off of it. Because I know my ears are already pierced, and if I stuck something like that in my ear, it would get so infected. Also, and where the hell did that thumbtack come from? Probably from the classroom. It could have been on the floor somewhere, for all we know. Ugh. <sighs> 
And in local news, I just looked at an article. It seems that Katsukon is now charging for panelists. If you want to do a panel at Katsukon, you have to pay for a, ba- a panelist badge. What? Yeah. all on their website. I, I think I'm done. Yeah, it sounds about right. Sure. Ra- wrap things up? Mm-hmm. Sure. We'll be back.
figured out what was going on with Capticon's um, setup for panelist badges. It's kind of fucked up, but I see what they're doing. Okay. You know how you go to a con and you buy and you pay for your badge. And let's say you're doing a panel. So you have your regular badge and your panelist badge. In this case, if you want to do a, ba- a panel, you're paying for a panelist badge only. And once you do your panel, you can go and do the convention any way you see fit. But I do see how some people are kind of pissed that they have to pay to do the convention's panel. But when, the, but when you think about it, technically you're still doing it because... I guess you could say technically you're still doing that regardless. What do you think, Marco? Ari? I've never done a panel, so I really can't say it one way or another. No, I meant the system, you know. Yeah, it's like you're either you're paying to be an attendee or you're paying to be an attendee and a panelist. Hmm. 
<sighs> Anywho. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They enter, tell a friend, and, and so on and so forth. We are independent bloggers and podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. Um, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. What's on your mind? We're here to believe you. And as if you listen to the top of the show, a listener did send in an email to us, and it's all good. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Uh, we have our Anime Next 2015 review up, so definitely swing by and check that out. Um, also on our site is other articles, cosplay tips and tricks, and our podcast. Um, if you want uh, direct access to our podcast, just click the podcast link on our site, or you can head on over to Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, and TuneIn Radio. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. That's where we keep all of our convention videos, so definitely swing by and check those out. If you want to see some of our own works, uh, find us at me at youtube.com slash djvonmess. Ari is at Ari22682. And you can find Mako-chan over at Jupe Luna. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us there for updates on our website, conventions that we're going to, and other cool stuff. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at twitter.com slash djvonmess, Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako-chan is at Jovidea. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. To everybody that has liked our page, the photos, the videos, articles, other cool stuff, the shares, thank you so much. We couldn't do this without y'all. As long as y'all continue to like what we do, and like the page, we'll give you a lot more content. And now my, there we go. If you want to follow us individually on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjeronmas. Uh, you can find Ari at Ari Rockefeller, and Mako is at Mako, uh, Makoto Mako-chan Kino. Stupid fly. All right. And as I've said, we're not the only um, geek podcast on the Vogue Network. There are tons of other geek podcasts on here you want to check out. We have the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, the Geek Card, the Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Under Sedation Live, Electric Sisterhood, and Girls Gone Wild. They cover a whole lot of gamut of what we of different geeks geek oriented stuff. So definitely check those podcasts out. And now we're gonna go around the room for last words. Ari. I'm getting all ready for Oticon on this coming weekend, so see you all there. Mako. Mako. Sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not. (sighs) What? I forgot to turn the mic back on. Shut up. Last words, Mako-chan. Discord cat. What? Um, Actef shared something with me on his Facebook, and it's all um, sketches of ponies as Alice in Wonderland, Mm -hmm. and the Cheshire Cat is Discord. Wow, okay. Discord cat. Okay. 
My last words, um... Food. <laughs> that is it. End of list. We'll be here next Tuesday for another episode, so... I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. See you later. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. <sighs> on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>